This is the Ring of Honor, aka Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. This is Mister Anderson. This is good old Jr. Jim Ross, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Starts now. Ooh, what up, though, everybody? It's a Thursday. It's another edition of Knockouts and Three Counts. Thank you for watching, listening, consuming. However the fuck you're doing it, we appreciate you. We got a great guest tonight. We've got, if you guys are fans of Busted Open, we've got the man behind the mic on Saturdays with the world's strongest man, Mr. Ryan McKinnell. How you doing, brother, man? Good guys, good. Uh, uh, I'm excited to be here. Obviously, we got double or nothing coming up this weekend, and I am like, I don't know, into week three of getting back to normal and going way too hard. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't know what that means for everyone else, but I live in Las Vegas, and I'm making the most of it. So I, I am lovely. I went to a GCW uh, Nick Gage death match. I think like two weeks ago. Uh, you know, great food everywhere, gambling late nights. I think I was out till like about four in the morning last night. Um, I'm making up for lost time, fellas. I got about <laughs> I, I got about 16 months of uh catching up to do, and you know, fuck it. I'm gonna get it all in. Let's go. Hey, hey I'm with it, man. <laughs> well, let everybody know where they can find you at and all that good stuff so they can keep up with you and all that good uh, stuff. Oh, uh, well, you, you can find me at Ryan McKinnell on uh, on Twitter and uh, Big Mac McKinnell on Instagram. And then, yeah, you can hear me on SiriusXM, Fight Nation 156, Wednesdays with Misha Tate, Saturdays with Mark Henry. Uh, hopefully more stuff coming your way. Uh, just, you know, keep an eye out. Uh, yeah, all that good stuff. So I know things look a little different than probably what you were expecting because Devin's not on with us tonight, but Devin is handling uh, fatherly duties. He's getting ready to bring uh, a little one into the world and all that good stuff hey. and working all them GM hours down there in Texas. Right. I right. am back up here in the mitten in Detroit. So I'm glad that you got to come kick it with us tonight. I'm a little bummed because I was supposed to be at Double or Nothing this weekend with our homie Shit. Mega Ran, but you're bummed. I mean, I, I live in Las Vegas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two double or nothings. I was at the first one, obviously. Uh, you know, life changing if you're a pro wrestling fan. I think we were all, yeah, I mean, awaiting that. The fact that that came with StarCast and obviously my role with Busted Open. Um, you guys, people are asking, how'd you get the Busted Open gig? Yeah, we don't need to really get into that. Uh, I cover mixed martial arts for 14 years, but I spend money on pro wrestling. Like I'm a pro wrestling fan, so when Mother Marissa was like, "Do you want to? You, you think you can host Busted Open?" I'm what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pro wrestling fan, right? So it's a, it's kind of a different hat. But uh, that weekend to get to view it as a fan, still like a WCW mark, like uh, 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 where the hell is pro wrestling been for 20 years? Some competition, right? But then also through the lens of a, of a professional capacity, I guess. Uh, I'm still adjusting to that. It's just it sucks that it's not here in Vegas. I know you wanted to be down there with with our <laughs> with the homie Mega Ran, and uh, I think Dave and Mark are going to be down there. Yeah, you know they they they're wait. Wasn't it Dave and Ned? They're going to be down there. 
I yeah, that I don't I don't know for sure. All I know is I'm hosting on Monday with Tommy Dreamer, and okay. uh, uh, we're hoping they're going to call in and give their recap. So um, I wish this was happening in Vegas. I can I mean it's got to be next year, right? Has to be. Yeah. It has to be, man. I mean, Devin got to go to that first one in Vegas. I was a little bit upset because I was like, man, I wanted to be there. And Devin went to that one. See, that's the funny thing, right? So, like, we've worked uh, StarCast 3, StarCast 4. I was there for Full Gear and uh, All Out. Okay. And it, and it was funny, man. So, Devin went to All Out, and I couldn't go to that one. Right. And then we got credentials to go work. Um Starcast three because of Dave Silva, so okay. we ended up going to do that, and I ended up getting to interview DDP and do all this stuff. And Devin's like, "What the fuck, man? We finally get credentials for a big event, and I can't go." Well, <laughs> and then, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, you're good. Well, no, I was just, I was, you were talking about you and Devin, and and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, just the 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 show that you run. I mean, I was impressed with you guys just walking up. You know, at MPW, I had like the, now we see the intro. I didn't know all you guys do, but your graphics, your production, uh, you know, the fact that you can have just a fill in. You can just you get. It's also about having a strong crew, right? That you can have people that you can rely on. You know, si- Sirius has that. You guys run uh, a seemingly really good show, and the passion shines. And clearly, you're pro wrestling fans. We're all pro wrestling fans. The community is strong. So, I mean, it sounds like you've got to take in some pretty epic moments. I greatly appreciate that, man, because that's something Corey can speak to, too, man. Like, that's one thing. As soon as we went to the pandemic, like, we were in a studio for the first four years of the show. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, then that all kind of went to hell. And now, as you can see behind me, I've got, you know, when we got to interview Bruce Pritchard with Bischoff behind us. And yeah. Flair and, you know, all that good stuff behind me. Sure. There's all kinds of sure. stuff. You know, so you create this stuff out of necessity because, you know, you're at where you're at. But like I said, I mean, it's just kind of like we've gotten to play. um we're playing like tag because I got to go to the last two shows. Devin couldn't be there uh, with me at those. And yeah. then. Corey, insert Corey, you know, Corey and I have known each other since we were 11 years old, (laughs) you know, we've known each other since we were 11. So now Corey comes in too. And since we cover MMA as well, you know, I mean, Corey, you know, Corey's more of the MMA connoisseur. So now I'm kind of playing catch up and getting him back with uh, the pro wrestling game a little bit. Yeah, well, that's good. The, the the cross section it seems uh, now more than ever. You know we had Renee on the the pro, uh, MMA today a couple weeks ago, and Moxley's a big MMA. It's uh, they've ran side by side for forever. And Corey, uh, I, I've told this to friends. You know I think pro pro wrestling we have we we deal with this a lot just as defenders of pro wrestling try to like tell oh so and so is awesome or this guy does this or whatever what it is a really good time to be a pro wrestling fan again and i was talking specifically about the gcw show and the amount of blood and just the hardcore nature of it and their fan base like the indie or excuse me the territories are back they're just done now through the internet and you consume differently but i mean the gcw faithful people flew in for that show i mean it's just it's all dudes who look like us and girls and just you know mid-20s early 30s whatever uh pro wrestling fans who also know what they're watching like nothing more insulting than me when people come up to me and they're like you know pro wrestling's fake right 
Like, no, no, motherfucker. I thought the tombstone pile driver was an effective, you know, move in a fight. I've been covering mixed martial arts for 14 years. I'm very well aware of what works and what doesn't. I think you're also seeing that. Uh, shout out to my guy, Jimmy Smith, Monday Night Raw. Hell right? yeah, dude. So, so hey. perfect segue with that because <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you about yeah. that because I was listening yeah. to Busted Open this morning and man, like, while they did definitely clarify what they meant, I mean, fill Bully me and Dave. Fill me in. I did not listen. Fill me in. What okay. Happened? So, Bully and Dave kind of. Okay. So, they didn't give it to Jimmy because they were very clear. Like, they were like, look, uh, Bully said he, you know, everybody who kn- what, listens to Busted Open or knows anything about Bully Ray knows he hates MMA. But he said, look, I hate MMA, but Jimmy Smith made it to where it's interesting to me. He also said Luke Thomas, he thinks is the best person to ever talk about the stuff because he said he made it interesting to him. And Dave, you know, talked about when he went on there for pod and all that, but then Dave went on to cut into WWE something fierce about, okay. man, you just had Adnan Verk, you know, yeah. get cut, you know, you brought yeah. in a guy who's, you know, non-wrestling and all that. Mm-hmm. And although in my personal opinion, I think, you know, what we've seen so far from Jimmy with NXT, mm-hmm. I think was pretty good. I also understand what Dave is saying yes. because they both said, you know, bully said uh, this morning, he was like, you know, Jimmy told me when I went on his show, Hey bro, heads up. I don't know much about pro wrestling. He -hmm. said, so it's like, it's not a slight at Jimmy, but you're bringing in another non pro wrestling guy. And I don't know if you saw the news come down. Not only did they put Jimmy in the spot, they just let go of Tom Phillips today. I I did see that. So let's, let's, let's dissect this. I'm going to leave bully and MMA uh, aside because I think that I I can't speak to that. Uh, I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I know he doesn't like MMA, but when he listens to intelligent people speak about it, he's like, wow, I like it. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I don't, I don't know what to say beyond that. I've never, him and I have, we've, we've never really gotten into it like that. I mean, we've got into it on the air, but not like, like sit and chopped it up. Right. Like we've never had that conversation. Right. Uh, Dave and Bully are not wrong. The WWE did Jimmy Smith no favors. Like, I don't know, like, if I can, like, I love Jimmy. He, I know he is perfect for that role because he's a legit dude and he's just very himself and he knows combat. He knows he knows submission fighting, and, it, and he knows old school WWE fine, right? What the WWE is looking to do is obviously, obviously, on some level, blend some of that reality. Or Ashmar Kazi's doing sit downs with Pete Dunne, right? They're 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 trying to do something with the product. What exactly that is, I'm not sure. But optically, going from Adnan Verk, a baseball guy who I respect very much, who's uh, quote unquote mainstream, right? Whatever, but not a pro wrestling guy. As you said, straight into Jimmy Smith um, and releasing Todd Phillips, a guy who a lot of fans like. I, for one, like. You know, super clean, Agreed. good at good at what he does, great voice. Um, almost don't know he's there. Kind of like a good – kind of, and I mean that with as a compliment. Kind of like a referee in mixed martial arts, right? Like – you don't want it to be too much about the table. Like Adnan Verk stood out to a lot of fans for whatever reason. Uh, his voice, what I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do know pro wrestling world is ruthless. I hope they give Jimmy a chance because the dude can do the job. Um, and I think, 
and this is just my personal opinion. Isn't it better when we we mix these worlds? Like, are we? What are we kidding? Like, what are we? I like, think what, it's what's, great, man. Yeah. What's the What's the I, issue? I'm a here? big fan of it. Like, I, I think too. a lot of times when it's wrestling fans, dude, I think it's just. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, I mean. So we have a segment on the show that when we bring on wrestlers, we call it locker room etiquette. We also got a segment called fan etiquette, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like when it comes to pro wrestling fans, I feel like anybody that's uh, you know looking at things objectively would be fair to admit that pro wrestling fans see things how they want to see them. Doesn't matter if that's how it is all the time. They'll shit on it until you prove them otherwise. Now, I think, yeah. I think Jimmy has the ability to do that. Yeah. It's just it's going to be all on him. You know, Dave even said something similar to that this morning. He was like, you know, Jimmy Smith has the uh, talent to do it, but he's like, it's going to matter if he can, you know, if he can do it, you know, through the eyes of the pro wrestling fans. And there's also the factor of, of just the turnover Vince. Uh, If you, if something happens one week, you know what I mean? The, just the, the hot and cold nature um, I don't know how many people actually get, I don't know, the proper time to succeed or in the right role. You know what I mean? And and in the larger discussion about pro wrestling fandom, it's like that in a lot of different areas, right? It doesn't matter if it's behind me music, right? Uh, uh, Hip hop, uh, 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 Star Wars, anything where just the, the, the fan base is fucking ruthless and they, yep. they and not not ruthless. That's the wrong way to phrase that. Passionate with like that, but when it is so ingrained in their personality and who they are, and 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 they feel like they have ownership over it, and it's like I remember Cool Keith talking about it twenty years ago, talking about underground. Cool Keith was like, you know, people jock these underground cats; they never want to see them come up, and they they finally start making money, and then they turn against them because they felt again like they had ownership of them. You don't own these people, right? So, I. I just think with pro wrestling, there's such a, and it's, and it's, I, you know what? I totally understand it. It's a us against the world mentality. Uh, I'll, I'll take you back to the cauliflower alley club a couple years ago when Mark Henry was inducted and Jim Ross gave a real rousing speech and he was, you know, he, he was, he was a couple drinks in, but he wasn't wrong with what he said. You know, he was just uh, essentially talking about how this is the carny business and no one cares about us. Like, no one cares about these retired wrestlers. No one takes pro wrestling seriously, and that's a problem. So when you have uh, – and people do, obviously, The Rock, John Cena, the list, Batista. Like, I, come on. He, I think he was just talking to the larger cultural issues that we face as pro wrestling fans. Agreed. Jimmy's in for that. And Jimmy has the respect of pro wrestling, and he respects pro wrestling. Okay, so I don't think he can tell you much about Eddie Guerrero, Benoit, and the mid-2000s. Who gives a shit? The guy knows fighting. He knows hand-to-hand combat, and he knows how to bring a product to you in an entertaining way. Um, but again, the optics, Phillips being fired, uh, Vert getting gone, and then you just make a, another quick replacement. He wasn't even on NXT that long. Um, I'm rooting for him. I think he's going to do great. But again, you know, he, do, he, 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 he does have uh, uh, things playing against him. It's, now, do you think – go ahead, Corey. I was going to say it's a real put up or shut up moment for him. And I feel like he kind of got burned a little bit in his time in the UFC. It was real unfortunate because of the fact that they had kind of transitioned into fighters playing the role on the desk. Yeah. He didn't necessarily got the, get to uh, play out his longevity in the 
in the organization like I felt like he deserved. I mean, he had gained a large following in the commentary that he had done in like Bellator and so on throughout his career. Hey, fight quest. Yeah. Once he made it, yeah. once he actually made it to that big stage in the UFC, I feel like he didn't get the shine he should have because of the fact that they were transitioning into the fighters. Yeah, well, thankfully, uh, thankfully, their loss was serious as gain because now he's five days a week doing three hours a day. You know, you know, diving into the sport and kind of analyzing that. Obviously, I miss Luke. Uh, I've been with Luke. I mean in terms of going back to MMA madness 14 years ago, he's a powerful voice in the community, a progressive voice in the community, but uh, next best up, if you're going to lose Luke Thomas for whatever reason to have Jimmy Smith come in and fill that role, what, what a badass! like, it's awesome. And obviously we have our own shows as far as a, a raw deal, uh, did he or did he not get with the, with the UFC? I, I really can't speak to that. I can't, I can't agree with you, Corey. Uh, I wish he was still there. I wish he was still on my television talking about the fights, like, um, right there with Dean Thomas and whoever else, you know? Yeah. Well, I think we're going to potentially see that chance, of course, in a completely different light, uh, yeah. WWE. But at least he is going to get that chance to be on the, you know, in front of a broad public spectrum like that. And I feel like it's a good position. He is a very good person to fill that role besides the fact of lacking some wrestling knowledge. But he's somebody that is passionate enough that he will do the research and stuff to be able to cover. 100%. And 100%. That's the big big difference between maybe a couple of the guys that you had mentioned that had stepped in and been let go as of recent. Yep. Yep. I completely agree with you on that one, Corey. It's going to be interesting to see how he'll adapt to being raw as opposed to maybe if they put him on NXT because NXT's got more of a, a combat style to their wrestling. You know, it's like yeah. it's a lot more hard hitting than what you see on Monday Night Raw. Now, that being yeah. said, there's been a lot more pro wrestling in the last couple of weeks with that. But obviously, <laughs> WWE is not the only game in town, as you can no, see from not. the shirt that I've got on. AEW has got double or nothing coming up this weekend uh first of all what are your thoughts going into this event and what do you got high hopes for it and what are you thinking oh i i got high hopes <laughs> it's double or nothing <laughs> we obviously you know we got some surprises in store hopefully anthony agogo's out here cutting the babyface promos of the century on twitter um <laughs> i uh i'm really intrigued with that young man i mean obviously he's got the body but for him to uh you know, grab a microphone and the way he speaks into a camera. Um, I see whatever Cody sees. I mean, it's, it doesn't take a genius to to see how special he is. And for me, uh, it's a show of Britt Baker. You know, this this I've been waiting. We've been waiting for uh, the women in AEW to show a clear number one. No disrespect. No disrespect to Sheeta. No disrespect to anybody in that entire company, they are all really good wrestlers. They need a number one. The shit Britt Baker has been doing leading up to this, I, it I, she's their number one. And I want to see her run, and I want to see how far she can take it. I want to see how she elevates the rest of the talent. I want to see Thunder Rosa back uh, against her. Um, uh, that That's probably what I'm most looking forward to as we head into uh, uh, Sunday. I couldn't agree more with you on that one. I think Britt Baker, I think it's hard to argue that Britt Baker is not just the face of their women's division. I mean, yeah. she's one of the top stars they've got in that whole company period right yeah. now. And, and she's uh, just after, getting better. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. And you mentioned another name, you know, you mentioned Thunder Rosa with that badass match that they had. I mean, 
it's going to be really interesting to see as the summer plays out, because I mean, with her still being with NWA, but doing all this stuff with AEW, you know, could we eventually, do you think we could eventually see her kind of like, you know, eventually jump ship fully over to AEW, or do you think she's going to kind of still play both sides? I think I, I know nothing. I don't talk to mm-hmm. dreamer. I don't talk to anyone. I don't talk to, I try yep. not to about anything business related. I just mean uh, what you think. No, no, no. I mean, like, I'm of the opinion yeah. it's everyone against WWE, mm-hmm. except maybe like a few outliers, people that with like maybe like Sinclair and ROH. I'm not exactly sure how that plays into it, but I think a like everything WWE says we're open for business, right? Um, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No one wants to do business. No one wants to do business with Vince McMahon and the WWE because it's it'll cost you everything. And and I don't even think in, in terms of pro wrestling, I just don't ever see that happening, right? But everyone else, AEW, they've proven it. Billy Corgan, NWA, they've proven it. New Japan, they've proven it. Once travel opens up, it's not like we weren't getting a taste of it before. You know what I mean? It was, Mm -hmm. we were on the verge of something special. And this fucking pandemic robbed us of all of these awesome AEW debuts. I mean, just the shock of fucking Big Show and 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 Matt Hardy. And what about Brody have, Lee's whole Brody run, dude? Brody Lee, Brody Lee, all of it, all of it, we got robbed, right? But I'm just in in, re, in return for that. Mm-hmm. I hope the crowds are hotter. Um, I, I hope that that working relationship that we've been seeing between New Japan and AEW goes to things, you know, heights that I haven't even really. Uh, thought possible in terms of like super shows and maybe they have like a WrestleMania style combined show. They're not stupid, you know, like definitely they, they, they saw what WWE just signed their streaming, their streaming uh, uh, deal for. This is the era of the streaming wars. We're going to be in it for the next 10 or 20 years. Content is everything. And these other units, if they want to compete with the monster, that is WWE. It's best to work together, just like WCW did Bischoff with New Japan. You're stronger as a whole. And then the GCWs, the, the PWGs, all the independent shows, Shit Mission Pro down in Texas with Thunder Rosa. Come, come on, man. You were at that show? That's not yes, normal. Sir. That's not normal. Like, that's not like, I mean, it is. We have SXW here in Vegas. Chicago has shows that I've been to. The East Coast. Warrior Wrestling. Shout out to Warrior Wrestling. Shout out Warrior Wrestling. I don't even need to bring up the East Coast because the East Coast has been a hotbed of independent wrestling our entire lives. Like, if you live anywhere near it, Racine is, I mean, anywhere. Anywhere, and you're a pro wrestling fan, look around and look at the packed arenas. Like, we know what this is. We've been on the verge of something special. Now, we're entering really interesting territory. Where's Daniel Bryan? Hearing his contract is up. Hearing he wants to wrestle other places, right? Daniel Bryan shows up in AEW, or he doesn't show up anywhere. What if he stops being in WWE? Not This is just completely hypothetical, but I know Daniel Bryan right. wants to wrestle again. I know that, and I don't know if it's going to be in WWE. If it is not, that is the absolute dude that gets CM Punk back. For a chance to do that story right, I'm just saying we That don't would be know. great. It would be. We don't know what the next five years have in store. But Hell, I even if they know, went back to Ring of Honor to do it. <laughs> I don't care where they do it. Now, I don't think that's – maybe they would, maybe, but I, I don't know. And I, frankly, I think it'd be AEW more likely. Yeah, I, I agree, too, to stink it to Vince and to do it on TBS. But – and it wouldn't be so much Daniel doing it. This is totally, again, my, my just fandom. I feel like it would be CM Punk getting what he always wanted – 
which was to beat them in the ratings, have the main event, have the strap, push a new company. And, and I, I don't know. I don't ever actually think he's going to come back, but I think Daniel Bryan is one of the guys that could potentially do it. I'm just saying we don't know what the next five years have in store, but I do know it's AEW for the first time in 20 something years, spending a lot of money to counter WWE. And you guys know, Corey, that's exactly what it took in uh, UFC. It took rich, multi, 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 multi millionaires to pump $65 million into the failing UFC until they finally hit and started making money. Tony Khan has stupid money and he loves pro wrestling and we should all just be happy. Like, I'm not even like, just like, this is great. Yeah, it's, it's been honestly, well, I, I know it was brought up earlier in the show, but I've been doing it for roughly about a year at this point with Kyle. And um, we've had tons of wrestlers on at this point. And I've seen from just going to indie shows and stuff like that, the yep. rise on the indies is insane. From where it was at, from where I was watching when I was a kid, it was just kind of like, oh, hey, backyard wrestling and stuff like that to where now it's like, like you said, any of the local venues will sell anywhere out a, a twenty thousand seat arena or a ten thousand seat arena once the crowds open back up. So it's 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 genuinely crazy to see the amount of fans that are there for these indie shows. It, it honestly is. It's surprising to me. And it's going to be cool not, when touring. It's going to be cool when touring resumes. That I think you know impact shows that maybe didn't get as, as full of a crowd or whatever. Right, ROH, whatever. I think you're just going to be seeing full crowds because people just want to do stuff again. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, before I let you get out of here, man, cause I know you got a, uh, I know you got a uh, wifely duties and all those good things. Yes. But yes. <laughs> I got to ask you with all this talk with the pinnacle versus the inner circle, I uh-huh. got to get your thoughts on that match. And do you think we're going to see the inner circle disband this Sunday at double or nothing? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, we're nearing time. Like, we're, we're getting to the point to where I think it's time for the inner circle. If it was going to happen, um, Double or Nothing might be the place to do it. I don't know. I could see it happening. I'll say this. Um, <laughs> whatever gets Jake Hager off my screen, my screen quickest. <laughs> I don't. Damn. I don't, I, don't, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually have negative things to say. Uh, I'm usually a positive guy, but guys, I just, with that dude, I just, I don't, it hasn't worked for 10 years. I don't think he's going to get it. I don't want him in any sort of main spot. I know Jim Ross loves him. I feel like a complete jerk off sitting here all pinkish and swollen and being like, let me tell you about this guy who really sucks it up. I just, uh, if anything, if anything, if anything, if that has to be the conduit for, for Sunday and the uh, end of the inner circle, so be it. I, I, I just don't know what that man needs to do. You know what I mean? The best gimmick he had was we the people, and it was talking about illegal immigrants sneaking over our borders, which ain't exactly a hallmark you want to hang your hat on, at least in my opinion. So no, um, yeah, I get your point. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, re- I wasn't ready for that one, but <laughs> I think either. <laughs> Look, see, I already knew you and I were gonna have a good time when I knew Truth. that you were tight with our homie Kel Dansby, man, because yeah. Kel's a multiple yeah. pass. <laughs> Past guest to the show on oh, this one. 
Yeah, no, you that you asked me when you saw me, you saw me in uh you saw me in uh Texas and uh 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 Devin was yep. like, Can I can I get in the chat group and I in the reverse <laughs> rat pack? The reverse <laughs> rat pack is Kel Dansby, uh 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 Andreas Hale Sporting News, Justin Ivy, a few other guys that I've known for well over 10 years. And it's all that shit that I just said in a text group and much, 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 much worse. And so so Devin <laughs> so Devin asked, uh, you know, can we get in the group? I was like, Absolutely not, man. Like, thank you for the, like the compliment, but we all have reputations we have to uphold. They just, I don't hold a lot back on busted open, but I do try to respect, um, the fact that I am talking about people much more talented than I, and I can be critical. Uh, I'll just do that more in mixed martial arts where it's an actual sport. I've been covering it 14 years and I've trained in it and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, pro wrestling, that is an art that uh, I don't know if I'll ever figure out. I fully, I, I don't get me wrong. Like I appreciate it. I love it, but it is something special. There is just something, there's something special about pro wrestling. It's definitely its own thing. It always, yes, it is. always has been, and it's yeah. going to stay that way. That's for sure. Absolutely. And we got hopefully the pay-per-view of the year on Sunday with double or nothing. It's uh it's bittersweet, obviously, because it's not in Vegas, but I'm just counting down the days until next year. Got another Memorial Day, and then hopefully I'll see you guys and everybody else at uh, WrestleMania in Texas. Dude, we're def hey, look, Devin lives right down the street from there. So Let's I go. most definitely will be back at WrestleMania again. Like I said, man, I appreciate you coming on because now you're leaving cliffhangers for the next time you come on because we didn't get to chat about it in Texas, but I also too partake in uh, the MMA and jujitsu activities. I got a purple belt myself and have fought nice. a few times myself. So nice. yeah, man, that's uh that's kind of where the wrestling and MMA side of our show comes from. And like I said, man. We appreciate the time. Feel free to throw your social media out and definitely got to bring you back on again because For maybe sure. before one of these big UFC cards or something. Yeah, I like that. Uh, maybe before the McGregor fight, that's actually going to be hey, my uh, that's going to be my it. first that's going to be my first live event credentialed uh, since before the pandemic started. And I, I have been to hundreds of fights. So, uh, yeah, I'll stop by before then. And uh, yeah, man, yeah. The, yeah, purple belt crossover, young Jimmy Smith and training right there. It was uh, it was a pleasure, fellas. Hey, man, we appreciate it, man. See, now UFC is the next one on the list. See, we got into StarCast. See, now we got to start working our way up over there, too. So maybe That's we'll right. see you in there soon enough, man. Uh, I have a <laughs> feeling. I have a feeling that very well might happen. It was awesome, guys. I greatly appreciate the time, brother. All right, guys. See ya. Hell yeah, brother. Later. Later. Well, Corey, what'd you think, man? I mean, I, I thought uh, Ryan McKinnell brought the insight. Yeah, definitely. Definitely brought the insight. Definitely. You guys were both definitely fired up about it. You could tell that's for sure. Um, well, what are you thinking just, after our little hype up of double or nothing? Since I know you're going to be watching it with me this Sunday, and you've said that, that uh, you know, AEW is one of the ones that's been a little more entertaining to you. What are you thinking as we go into double or nothing? It's not even honestly a little bit more, to be honest with you. It's it's significantly more. AEW was significantly more entertaining uh, with their events that I have watched. So as for the fact that it, you guys are hyping it to be like their version of WrestleMania, I guess you could say, like their big hurrah, that that makes me excited for it. Because I want to see how it's At least happening. on the level of a SummerSlam, right? Yeah. So, like, think, like, at the very least, it's one of their pillar pay-per-views. Okay. 
Because they only do four a year. That's the big difference with them and WWE. They have quarterly pay-per-views. See, they'll do like a couple big shows to where they're on, you know, uh, they're on, you know, like the regular Dynamite, but it'll be like a Super Dynamite or whatever. But like they only have, if I'm not mistaken, four pillar pay-per-views right now. Oh, okay. All right. Well, either I am genuinely excited that uh, Casino Royale match, I feel like battle the... The Royale matches have always been fun ever since I was a kid. Watching, you know, 10, 15 people in the ring trying to throw each other all out at once has always been entertaining. Um, tag matches are always entertaining, so I am looking forward to that one. Um, as Here's some of the names in there. Let's see if you got a winner. So here's some of the names we've got in the Casino Battle Royal match. You've got 10 versus Anthony Bowens versus Brian Pillman versus Brian Pillman Jr., who we just heard all about his dad on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Christian Cage versus past guest of the show, Mr. Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Evil Uno versus Griff Garrison versus Isaiah Cassidy versus past guest of the show, Jungle Boy. Uh, Lee Johnson, Mark Quinn versus Matt Hardy versus Matt Seidel. Max Caster, uh, Pen- uh, Pentagon is going to be in this one, or Penta L Zero Mieto, as they're calling him in AEW. Uh, I don't know, man. For me, I think it's – I would put my money on uh, the old vet, Mr. Christian Cage, maybe, or maybe a young buck like Jungle Boy, but what about yourself? Any of those names jump out to you? I Like you said, uh, just because I love the name Jungle Boy, pretty specific, gotta got to go with him. Or the fact that you have a Matt Hardy competing in something like a Battle Royale is kind of interesting to me as well. So I'm excited to see how that one plays out. Um, Yeah, for any of you guys that are checking it out, like I said, we do have an interview with Jungle Boy. Check it out in the past episodes from StarCast 4. That was the one out in Baltimore before Full Gear. Other than the main event, though, what's your second in... uh, If you were the one directing the card, what would be your co-main event? Uh, so I really think the match everybody's coming in here for is going to be the stadium stampede match, really. Uh, especially considering that if Jericho and them lose, it's the end of the inner circle. Um, that's a, yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh, so I would say that's the one I'm most, uh, looking forward to. Uh, another match that really interests me is I want to see what's going to happen with sting. You know, we saw Sting when I was there at Revolution ring the bell. Devin's not here to ring the bell. But uh, the so when we went to Revolution, you know, they had the cinematic match with uh, him and Darby Allen versus uh, Team Taz in Ricky Starks and um, Brian Cage, who also happens to have a past episode from Warrior Wrestling. Look at that. Tying everything together. Uh, anyways, uh, like I said, for me, that one's going to be interesting because this one's going to be a regular tag match. Yeah. It's going to be a first time that sting has been out there. If it is just a regular straight up head to head tag match, it's the first time he's been in a ring and a straight up match, you know, in a very long time. So sting sting always provides some level of entertainment. And now that he's gotten older, I, uh, I'm I'm very curious for that match just to see how he's held up in in that regard, um, but yeah, that stadium stampede with the fans in attendance and stuff is going to be interesting. That that's 
I hope that's not a pre-recorded segment or anything like that, because uh, I know AEW has done that. It's definitely going to be pre-recorded, bro. Is it? See, I was hoping that, well. Think about it, bro, because you. Uh, I doubt that it's going to. I well. I was hoping they were going to get the interaction. Well, I feel like they would have to because some of the stuff that'll be cinematic in that you almost have to to do all that live. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't hope. Uh, you can't keep me from wishing because I, I hope that that's uh, with fans in the background because I feel like that'll add over. Well, that'll yeah, that's true because that's another fun. You know, that's an interesting fact too because the last time they did one, you know, we were right. Uh, I want to say we were right in the beginning of the pandemic when they started that. So we'll have to see what happens. And uh, we'll have to see if Sammy Guevara finds uh, something else high to jump off of, which, hey, we got an interview with Sammy Guevara on there, too. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button if you're watching. Drop some comments in there. If you're watching AEW Double or Nothing this weekend, we want to know what the fuck do you want to see? What matches are you looking forward to? Uh, In the meantime, Corey... Like I said, before we get off of the subject of AEW, I mean, obviously, we've also got the triple threat match between Kenny Omega and Orange Cassidy and the bastard Pac. Uh, I think this match is going to be really good. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac was such a badass match when they faced off with each other, and Orange Cassidy has really shown himself to be uh, very underrated in the ring, too, because... I don't know how much of Orange Cassidy you've gotten to see, but it's it's real nonchalant, very, you know, very, you know, like his his whole thing is not giving a fuck. That's the whole like whatever the least amount of energy he's got to use. But then, you know, when he turns it on, dude can go. So it's going to be interesting to see how that match goes. I don't think uh, Orange Cassidy is going to be coming out with a dub in this one. But I mean, Pac can really make this match interesting, dude. Because he took Kenny Omega to the limit when I was there at All Out in Chicago. Peep the shirt! Peep the shirt! Anyways, uh, yeah, man. Like I said, Pac could make this match very interesting. I just want to say, because I, uh, other than Kenny Omega, I'm not necessarily familiar with the other ones. It's uh, it's not X-Pac, right? I'm not... No, 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 no. No, no, no. I just wanted to clarify... So yeah, Pac yeah. was Neville in WWE, but Pac was what he was going for, going by before he got signed. So it's okay. just PAC. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I'm like, I looked at the picture and I'm like, Xbox older than that because I seen him in the like introduction for the Hall of Fame like a couple weeks back. And I'm like, he definitely yeah. looks older than that. But like maybe in character, he could still like, <laughs> I'm like doing that. Is that Xbox? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, all right. Just to clarify, now I know for sure the Orange Cassidy thing, but as an outsider looking in, I, I I can't really dig the name. I don't know what's up with the with with the name, man. Uh, that that seems like uh, what what kind of first name is Orange? I I, I don't. Well, I'm, you got you I'm got you got to find out, I guess. But I'm, bro, you didn't you watch the Mimosa match with him and Jericho? Yeah. The Mimosa yeah. Mayhem match, bro, where Jericho took a dunk in that Mimosa. Yeah, I just come on, the, man. The Freshly name. squeezed. The, 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 well, see, all right. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to peep the character a little more uh, come Sunday. But honestly, that I'm curious to see how that plays out. Being being that it is the main event, I know Kenny Omega. He always goes in there and throws down every match I've seen him in. So I, I'm I'm excited for that one. 
but yeah, I think the stadium stampede probably would be my number one, honestly. Yeah, me too, man. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to double or nothing this Sunday. But before we get to double or nothing, tomorrow night, live on Fox and XFC.TV, uh, or XFCTV.net, I will post a link to the website uh, in the description. Uh, but we've got the homies are going to war tomorrow. Past guest of the show, Austin Bashy, the 19-year-old young gun, is going to be going to war with a guy of Street Beef's fame, formerly known as Mennon Warrior, Mr. Pugh. Then you've got past guest of the show, UFC vet Bobby Nashy Nash, going to war in the second round of the XFC welterweight tournament against Ryan Dixon. And then you've got the big dog, Brett Martin, is going to be stepping into war. He's had himself an opponent change. He's going to be making his XFC debut this weekend. We're going to be checking that out. You need to be checking that out. You can check it out on Fox Deportes. You can check it out on Fox 2, Fox Sports 2, excuse me. And you can also check it out, like I said, on the XFC website as well. Yeah, and XFC uh, uh... They really do bring it for anyone who hasn't watched their, any of their events. They, they honestly, like their production level and everything is very surprising. So for anybody who hasn't been uh, able to check out one of their events, definitely check it out. It, it's honestly worth a viewing. Not saying that just because of the simple fact we've had a couple of uh, past guests competing. It really is worth the watch. It, it genuinely is. Um but yeah, with XFC coming in on the weekend, man, what's what's your excitement level sitting at right now? I'm really excited for Brett first and foremost. I really hope yeah. that he can come out and uh, really make a statement. He's had some bad breaks with his last few fights. Uh, I hope he can come in and make a statement. Shout out to uh, the president of XFC, the big boss, Mr. Myron Malaki. We appreciate you, brother man. Check out our episode with him, past guest of the show. Like I said, again, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, I'm looking forward to Brett just to, uh, see him really kind of make a statement, but man, uh, I'm really looking forward to all three fights, uh, for different reasons though, man. I'm looking forward to Bobby Nash. Uh, I'm looking forward to Bobby Nash, uh, fighting Ryan Dixon. Cause I think it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, I think Dixon wants to take it to the ground, but is that going to work against somebody like Bobby? Who's a, uh, NCAA, you know, Michigan state wrestler and then you know like i said you know austin's gonna be fighting a guy off of street beefs you know and a dude can fight i've watched him That's fight awesome. but i mean there again he's... there's levels to this shit now i know he's training with duke rufus and anthony pettis in them now but austin's been doing this shit since he was a young kid and if any of you have watched either of his first two fights for xfc he owned the competition yeah yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying that just because we're a little biased over here, but I mean, dude, he owned, he owned both of those fights. Yeah. I mean, he definitely, definitely looked next level when you're comparing him with the competition that he was fed. He, he definitely looked like he was, he, he was ready for a step up in competition. And I feel like the Mendon warrior 
we're gonna see what he's made of we're definitely gonna see what he's made of and i feel like uh to be honest with you if i'm gonna predict the fight i feel like we're gonna really see uh what his takedown defense is made of if i was to guess um, i think austin's gonna tie him up in a pretzel on the ground and probably yes. submit him is what i think is gonna happen um that's that's kind of what i'm thinking as we go into xfc 44 um a couple other mma headlines i kind of wanted to talk about a little bit um what are your thoughts on everything that we've seen come out now with all this stuff with joshua fabia and diego sanchez now now diego's finally separated himself from him but i mean man this guy and then it just made it worse once he separated now you got joshua fabia coming out here saying that diego he's taking some real low blows bro and not only that, I'm glad that that's the headline that they chose to ran with because there was a couple things that they could have ran with that were a little more damning, I guess you could say. But uh, the fact that he's just he's spreading personal details and stuff about Diego Sanchez, he's just he's all around just bashing somebody that is um, an MMA staple that a lot of people feel like Joshua Fabia is the reason why we kind of didn't get to see his career pan out the way we wanted. And for him to come out now and say all this shit, he's just putting himself in an even worse light. In my opinion, I just, I've seen it described from many, many, many of internet personalities, show hosts at this point that for somebody that runs a school, that's called the school of self-awareness. He is the single most unself-aware person there is. And it's just, it's mind baffling. It really is. Well, it's just a ama- It's just the thing is, man, at a certain point, it comes down to human decency. Like, yeah. even if the things that he was saying, like the stuff about his kid and all that, like, okay, so he got a one bedroom condo. What the hell does that got to do with anything? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and then here's the thing you're bringing up all this stuff out of the guy's personal life. Like, what has that got anything to do with what's going on? Like, what does his personal life? And then like you're call, and then you're just bashing him all over the place, calling him a drug addict and all this other stuff. Well, bro, if he was such the drug addict, drug addict, like you say he was, then how was he able to keep fighting all this time? Like you wouldn't have been able to keep passing all those USADA tests if if he was such a drug addict, right? Yeah. Or are you just mad because your meal ticket's gone? And I don't even necessarily think it's that. I feel like he just is like salty as fuck about how the whole situation played out. Like he thought he was gonna maybe like get some spotlight, build his like ability to influence people or something because of the fact that he's gained notoriety on TV and stuff. But if anything, it, like I said, it's the complete opposite. It's just like, how, how could anybody see the way that any of this has played out and be like, Oh, that's somebody I want on my side. Like I, I, I don't understand it, man. I really don't. I feel terrible. For I don't, that, I think that's because there's nothing to understand. The dude's a nut job. Good point. I don't think there's anything to understand. The man's chasing people around the gym with a damn knife in his hands. Hey, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Man, what the hell is that? Or the hanging video. What about the hang? What is that? How does that help you in an MMA fight? Explain that to me. Because by his words, you got to get used to the feeling of being hit. So I'm going to hang you upside down, let all the blood soak into your head, and then punch your brain around a little bit. While your eyes are closed. That's a smart idea. 
that's a smart idea. You're so you're gonna make him lightheaded before he ever gets hit, and then and then you're gonna hit him. That yeah. that's smart. It's fucking. I just like I said. I don't know. In I feel bad for Diego because he's one of the people that just from the outside in, you can see it from being a fan of all the way to tough one. And that's one thing I do want to mention before we get to the end of the show, because Tuff's going to be starting before we get to the uh, next show. Yeah, but- Past guest of the show, Vince Murdoch, Vinny Murdoch from here in Michigan, yeah. a team alpha male product at this point is going to be throwing down on this season of the ultimate fighter. Shout out to, uh, I'm really ha- I'm really happy to see Vince back on there after what happened in his contender series fight. For those of you who don't know, Vince was actually signed by the UFC and then had to go through his whole, uh, battle with brain surgery and all those things and then had tried to fight his way back in through the contender series and then had a tough fight and then now is back on the ultimate fighter so i agree with you 100 percent. i'm really looking forward to seeing what happens from uh the ultimate fighter come tuesday but to circle back to the diego point i would like we had seen him be quirky and stuff on the season one I mean, he was just very Diego-esque in his own way. and He was weird even then, bro. I just watched the whole season over again. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he was very Diego. And I don't, I don't necessarily say that in a bad way because if you're not weird, you're normal. And if you're normal, you're boring. So go ahead and do, you do you. I have no issue with Diego being Diego. But the fact is people that are a little more on the quirky, weird side like that are usually susceptible to these type of people that are like the gurus and stuff like that. And it's just unfortunate to see Diego fall down that hole, man. It really was. And I was genuinely excited. And I know a lot of fans were for that cowboy Diego fight. And it just was like the perfect matchup for both of them. And then now to see how it played out with cowboy losing early in the first round and stuff and just, everything of how the whole situation played out with Diego and Fabia. It's just, I don't know what the next move is. I don't know if you're Diego, what happens next? Does he try to circle? I don't think any major MMA company is going to touch him. Yeah. Like does nobody's going to touch him. Now he burned the bridge with the UFC. Why would Bellator want to touch him? Hell, I don't even think one FC would touch him. No, I think I, I think one FC would be the least likely just because of the fact that they're like very honor based and so on and so forth. And I, from what I've noticed in watching their fights, they're, they're very young. They don't seem to have a lot of older competitors sticking around uh, for the long haul. I guess you could say it seems like they have a more younger roster. I guess you could say Bellator possible, but realistically it's, I, come on eh, I don't know this Diego he's done dude does he go fight the youtubers in a boxing match bro is that where we see I mean now that I could see that being a lot more likely especially with all the shots that he's taken than you know him fighting anywhere in MMA again what 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 about a BKFC I don't necessarily. I could see either that or BKFC. And speaking of BKFC, man, I mean, we got a big fight on the horizon for them. I mean, you heard the caption, you know, Paige Van Zant said herself, come for the boobies, stay for the violence. I mean, bro, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that fight myself. I mean, it's two beautiful women, but I feel like they're not going to be walking out so beautiful before. But if either one of you need a doctor, 
Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, dude, that's going to be a great fight. Um, I'm actually, I, to, to, since we brought up the BKFC thing real quick, I do want to jump on it. I mean, I'm a man. I have daughters. I clearly made daughters, if you know what I'm getting at here. Um, they've made some very great signings, man, in the last couple uh, weeks slash months when it comes to their women division, man. And they had me genuinely excited for a couple of these matches. It may not always be for the right reason, but I am genuinely excited for some of these matches, man. They uh, added some high-tier talent uh, when it comes to the looks department. When oh, dude, just them fight. being on there alone is going to be good. Now, the only thing I would say with that, though, is was it maybe smart for them to put them against each other that soon? I don't know, because then here's the thing. You've already blown that fight when you could have had Rachel Ostevich come in, fight a couple fights, have Paige Van Zant get her a win, win a couple fights, and then have them fight each other. So then you at least get some buys out of it, where I feel like now you're going to run this fight already. And what if one or the other of them just comes out and smokes the other one, then you've all but killed the other name. So in that way, I don't think that, that was necessarily so smart. I see. I think it's the opposite. I think they took that approach with Paige the first time around. They thought they were going to get her somebody who is solid. Sure. But why not build her up against a couple? Do you, we've already seen they'll try to build people up. So why not build her up and get her a couple dubs and then let Rachel get a win or two, you know, before they fight that way, there's a little bit more intrigue to it. Because what if, what if they don't, what if Paige goes in and doesn't beat uh, somebody that they clearly, I get it. I get it. I, there's an argument on both sides. Yeah. They, they invested all this money to bring these girls over. And honestly, like I said, like they, they added Pearl Gonzalez. That's another top tier talent when you're talking, uh, female fighters, like they, they added quite a few to their roster as of lately. And I, I would have loved to see like a, a perfect 10 tournament or something like that. You know, like, where they do like the 10 best, you know, girls in the weight class looks wise and let them go out there and see who comes out the BKFC beauty queen or, you know, whatever they would want to label it or call it the bare knuckle queen. Yeah. I mean, something even that simple would be perfect. You know, it's just the queen of the ring, steal something from wrestling. We'll have to see, we'll have to see what they do with it. There's a million different things they could do with it. But like I said, I, I get your point. I get your point with not wanting to lose that star power, but I mean, see, this is where they're going to have to build some more depth uh, to that roster. But before we get out of here, wrestling has called your trump card, Corey. Yeah. Thank you. A couple times a year. No, 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 no. There's no way you're getting, there's no way you're getting out of this one. There's no way you're getting out of this one. Thanks to the homie Ken Brass. If you're in the Detroit area and are a hip-hop fan, go check out Sound Off Sundays down there with the homie Ken Brass. He's also a past guest of the show. Maybe I'll get Ken Brass on here on Tuesday to talk about Double or Nothing with us after we watch it. But Ken Brass has just brought it to my attention that GCW is going to make its way to Detroit on September 2nd. And knockouts and three counts will be in the building, which means, Corey, you don't have to travel. There ain't no old lady vacation bullshit. 
Home there ain't none wearing, of that. I wish I was wearing my D hat. I'm rocking with fucking Cleveland Browns. So Corey will be in the building with me at GCW, and make sure you stay tuned. Uh, hopefully, we can get some of the GCW. Maybe I can get Nick fucking Gage on this show uh, before they come to Detroit. Who knows, man? But uh, yeah, you talk about wanting to see some crazy shit. We talked about the death matches. Now, we've seen past guests of the show. Nolan Edward has been making his name with GCW and doing his thing with ICW or uh, uh, NHB and all those guys and doing his thing on Bloodsport. You know, he's been doing his thing in GCW, too. Now, GCW is getting ready to invade Michigan. Now, if you've never gotten to see what goes down at a GCW event, we've got you covered there, too, because there's a vlog. That just so happened to be taken by your boys here from Knockouts of Three Counts when we made the trip with the homie Mega Ran down to LA for GCW Last Resort. And uh, yeah, Corey, go ahead and check that out tonight and uh, check out what you might be in store for come September 2nd as they invade Detroit. Well, we're getting about to the end of our time here. We want to thank the homie Big Mac, Brian McKinnell. I am not going to call you neckbeard because, damn it, you got a nice beard, sir. Shout out to Ryan McKinnell. Uh, we appreciate you coming through and uh, talking a little bit of AEW Double or Nothing. Jimmy Smith going to Monday Night Raw and all these other things. And, again, this Friday, tomorrow night, make sure you check out XFC 44. Check out the big dog, Brett Martin, Bobby Nashy Nash, and the young killer, himself austin bashy as he goes to war with the men non-warrior mr pew of street beefs fame all live on fox sports 2 fox deportes xfc's website there's a million places you can watch it and if you hit that subscribe button you can keep watching us, listening to us. And again, as always, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star review, drop a review, and I will show it up on the screen, and we will talk and shout you out on the show. And if you're in the feed, man, hey, maybe if, uh, you know, how about we start doing a thing, you leave a review. If I pick your review, maybe one of these days you could join us on Knockouts and Three Counts. But until the next time and in the in-between time, Make sure you stay tuned because Pele Pro Wrestling is coming up soon. We could see the return of a Titan. We could see a lot of different things coming your way, but you got to make sure you stay tuned or you're going to miss it all. So until next time and in the in-between time, peace.